So um, this ain't going to be like no interview. No. Because I'm rubbish at interviewing. So don't, don't even think it's anything like that. It's literally just just chatting. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yo, Counterattack Podcast with myself, Daps. Um, Lam is not here, Spence ain't here. There's normally three of us. Um, so me riding solo today. Got a special guest f- um, for you today. Oh, wait, before that. Guys, keep liking, subscribing, sharing, all of that good stuff. Um, the feedback from the last one with Jamal Campbell-Ras was good. You know Jamal? Played against him, I know, yeah. Played against Rapid. Was he rapid? Quick, yeah. yeah. When I play him, he's MK Dons. Yeah. yeah he's rapid. Yeah, but we've got um, a special guest. Um, Bradley Johnson, everybody. How you doing? Yeah, so there's no big round of applause here. Just, <laughs> it's just it's just us. But yeah, man, how you doing today, man? Yeah, I'm good. All good. Excited to, to be here, really. And get this done. You're not really excited, yeah. are you? I am, man. I am. <laughs> when you said, come on, I was, and I've obviously looked at the Instagram and seen a few interviews and all that, you've done some good stuff. Yeah, man. We try. We try. But it's funny. Um, met you at Blacklist. Yep. Um, and I didn't even recognise you. Yeah, I remember you saying that. You I didn't even recognise you. Everyone says that. Everyone says I look big on TV, man. I don't know what it is. TV, people say TV put a stone on you, innit? So I must look no, big on No, but it's not even that. You genuinely look, look younger. Younger? I'll yeah. take that. Yeah, I'll take that. I think it's the shaven hair, innit? Yeah, no, you genuinely look... And you look... Well, you look like you're, you're trimmer as well, man. Yeah. I've always, I always have been, but... Get that perception no. of being a big, heavy midfielder, but no. I've I've always been pretty pretty lean myself. It's funny, though, because when I saw your your latest post... Well, I don't know if it's your latest anymore... When um, you were celebrating before he's hit it in the back of the net, yeah, that, this you, weekend, yeah, yeah, just gone, yeah, man. You looked a bit, you looked a bit big there as well. I'm like, this ain't the same guy. No, I was man. I was playing against a little eight year old, isn't it? Eight year old, so it was a little twig. So I looked looked bigger next to him. As the season going for you, you're you're at Blackburn. Yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, Blackburn now. Um, going well. Um, we started very well. Um, myself personally started very well. It was obviously a new club for me. I, mm. I signed for them in the summer. Um, started well. Um, as things go in, in football, you find yourself in and out of the team. I found myself out of the team. Mm, yeah, I noticed. And the team started doing well. So it's one mm. of the things that you just got to sit back and, and wait for your time to, to get back in the team. Um, we're on a good run now, I think nine unbeaten. And, um, you know, Christmas period is a Busiest period of our season. Mm. We've got a lot of games. We played two games in the week just gone. And um, I got back in the team on Saturday. And, yeah. and hopefully I've I've stepped my claim now to get back in the team. That's what I wanted to do. So Yeah, you're... Um, as a 32-year-old now. You're 32, right? Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, you're used to week in, week out. How hard is it to be on the bench for, for those games? You know what? It is... The older you get, the the more you understand it. Mm. Um, I think in, in my 20s, if I was on the bench, I would, be, I would have been fuming. I, I'm still yeah, frustrated yeah. that I want to play every game, but I understand it now that the demands of, especially this league, the championship, the championship's the hardest league I've, I've played in by far. It's just because... Even though you've been in Prem? Yeah, yeah, by far. It's just the, the demand on your mm. body. It takes, you know, you're playing Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, and it's not... There's no never no easy game, but... When you're in the Premier League, where I was at Norwich, yeah, like I'm not sad. Norwich ain't a big club because they're a, a good club, one of the best clubs I played for. But we're going to man you away, and no one's expecting us to win. Yeah, I mean, how I see it, I've always said that the Premier League split in two leagues. Mm. So you've got the top ten, and then anyone below that 
can beat anyone and then it's a dogfight from yeah. there, from 10 downwards. So in the Premier League, you play Saturday to Saturday. You never have no midweek game. So you have a hard game Saturday. You've got a six days to recover from that game. Yeah. But in the Championship, you've got no easy games for a start. I've been at the top end of the Championship for my whole career, um, fighting for promotion. I've been lucky enough to win promotion a few times, but you're always where I've always been at the top end, you're always expected to win. Yeah. So you get into games thinking the crowd are coming there, everyone else is thinking, I've been at Derby, so everyone's thinking, oh, we're going to win. But it don't turn out like that. You can play the bottom of the league team, they're up for the game. Mm. They're looking at you as a big scout. You know, you bring your... Derby was a big club, they bring a lot of fans to their um, home ground, fill it out, so it's a big game for them and everyone raises their game. And yeah. That's the thing in the Championship, you can never predict what's going to happen. As yeah. I said, the top teams lose to the bottom teams. Whereas in the Premier League, if a if a top if a top team lose to a a bottom team, they're it's not going to go and do it again and yeah. again. Do you know what I mean? It's it's not lucky because you know football's football. You know, if you play good on, on one day and, and the other team have an off day, you can beat them. But in this Championship, it's just demanding physically and mentally as well. Mm. Is there a reason why you always play for teams outside of London? Um, because I was saying to you, obviously, that I thought you were from up north. Yeah, no, a lot of people do say that. No, I, You're from East London. Right? Yeah, from East London. I grew up in, in Hackney and I was raised in Leighton. Um, no, from when I was... I was always... At, I, was at, I started at Arsenal as well, mm. um, from 10. I started football late. Um, got into football when I was about 10. Um, was there till I was 15 and got released. And um, tried to go for trials through... Charlton and Watford, but at 15, 14, 15, I think I got released there. They've already got their players yeah. who they signed up, so it was hard for me to get into a team. And then um, I end up, no one's really, I've never really said this story, this first time I say it on this, on this podcast, but I got released from there and then fell out of love of football, really. I was heartbroken. At 15, I remember, the, I remember the phone call to this day. I was in my front room at home and got the phone call. My dad was on the phone and, you know, when you can just tell by someone's expressions because... Yeah. It was leading up to that week where everyone was speaking, oh, have you been told, have you got a contract yet or, mm. or not? So I knew what the phone call was and I could just tell from my dad's face that it weren't good news. Yeah. So he got off the phone to Liam Brady and um, <clears throat> they told him that they're not going to give me a contract and I was heartbroken. So... Uh, do you support Arsenal though? Yeah, I support Arsenal, still do, yeah, unfortunately. But um, no, but I got told then and as I said, I was heartbroken. Um, tried to go to other clubs after that and I said, got rejected there and sort of fell out of love of football for mm. about, say, about 18 months. Is that where yeah. you went? Did you go to Cambridge? Yeah, so before, so I got released when I was 14, 14 straight 15, and then I went to Cambridge when I was 17. So in that gap, mm. I went back to my Sunday league team, Yeah, uh, which was in the wood. Um, went back there, and, and the thing there as well was when I got released from Arsenal, everyone was when I went back to the Sunday league team, everyone mm. was expecting me to be this. World beer. Yeah. Yeah. And I found it hard. Mm. Like when I was 15, 14, anyone that knows me, I was tiny. Yeah. I was a skinny little rake. And um, <laughs> that's one of the reasons I got released from Arsenal. They said I was too small. Mm. So I went back to my Sunday league team, found it hard there, which in my head, I thought, oh yeah, I'll find it easy. So I went back there. Everyone was expecting me to be this world beer. I wasn't. Found it hard. And then that gave me another knock back of my confidence. And then... um. Out of, out of football at that time, as I said, I fell out of love with it. Just went on the wrong, not not, not the wrong path, but yeah. got kicked out of school at, at that time as well. 
So I was in no man's land. I was just hanging around with my mates on the street, as, mm. as you do, like growing up in, in East London. I was hanging around with my mates and I just was more interested in going out with my mates than I was football. Yeah. So football got put on a back burner for a bit. I went to college, went to Warren Forest College, done a sports science degree there. But I was only there for a year. And then come to like 16. But at this time, I was still at my Sunday league team. Yeah. But weren't taking it serious. I wasn't taking it. I was training once a week. Um, if I could be bothered to go to training, that is. Mm. Sometimes I wouldn't even turn up for training. I'd be out with my mates, like hanging around and um, going there. And then come 16, my dad said to me, like, what What are you going to do? What do you want to do? So mm. I said to him, I don't know. He said, why don't you do an apprenticeship? So at 16, bearing in mind, I didn't, didn't do no GCSEs at school or nothing. Yeah. So my dad was like, you need to get your ass in gear, basically, like do something, <laughs> get a trade under your belt or something, because my, yeah. all my family are trained. My, my, my dad was a roofer for 40-odd years. My brothers yeah. worked for BT. So I'd done an apprenticeship in um, carpentry. So I went to Deptford College. Flipping over. Yeah, I went, yeah, I went to Deptford College. I was there for, I was there for about seven months mm. and um, started a carpentry apprenticeship there. So I was was going to college three times a week. So I was getting a DLR every morning from from Leighton. This was yeah. getting a DLR all the way to Deptford Bridge, going there three times a week. And then the other two, you had to go to the job centre and look for a job. Yeah. So I think there was only two of there's about fifteen on the course. There's only me and this one other boy. I never forget who didn't couldn't find a job. Yeah. So all the others were working, and coming to college. You were just uh, working. Couldn't find a job. I weren't, couldn't find a job. So the other two days that we weren't at college, we had to go to Greenwich to go to the job centre, phone up, uh, try and get jobs everywhere. Yeah. And like I say, I'm doing apprenticeship carpentry. Have you got any work for me and stuff? And it didn't work out. And then, um, but this time as well, I was still hanging around with my mates mm. uh, back home in Leighton and just doing as any kid does around there, just hanging around in the streets. And, and I wouldn't say I got involved in anything bad. It was just, Hanging around with my mates, enjoying myself. Like, just, yeah. So, at what point did you end up like playing football again? It was so that time I left in with then, and then, um, as I said, there I was more concentrated on my friends and stuff, and then got involved, um, not in 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 a gang or anything. I was just, back then, I'm talking. I'm older than 32. This was when I was 16, so 15, 16 yeah. years ago. Now there weren't no gangs, then it was just kids from estates. Yeah, I grew up yeah, on yeah. the estate, and you know what it's like. It's mm. all this postcode war and stuff like that. It was I just got caught in the wrong time at the wrong place, and it's so weird hearing you fully Londony. <laughs> it's so, it's so no, weird. I just got caught in a in a wrong time, wrong place, and obviously growing up in in late, and I went to school. I went to Kelmscott School. I got kicked out of there. Everyone knew. That I played for Arsenal then, so everyone knew around Leighton that I was yeah. a footballer and that was meant to be the next best thing, but it didn't work out that way. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, got caught up in this turf, turf war, whatever they call it now, but it weren't no, no gangs or anything, it was just mates hanging around from our estate and then the other estate to come out, and then I got stabbed in my legs. You got stabbed in your legs? Yeah, I got stabbed when I was 15, 16. Yeah, 16, I got stabbed in my leg, and that's only because. I was obviously from on, on my estate and and getting caught up in just obviously everyone knew who I was around the area. Do people know this? No, not many people do. Obviously, my close friends and family do. Um, so yeah, that happened when I was sixteen. I mm. uh, got stabbed, and then at that time I was at Wolven Forest. Yeah. Um, they done Wolven Forest joined up with um, 
college, Barking Abbey College, they joined mm-hmm. up with, and then they done like a same thing, a apprenticeship for mm-hmm. football. So the kids were going Barking Abbey College five days a week, training there, and then playing for Wolverham Forest on the yeah. weekend. So they joined up there, and I'll never forget the coach at the time when Interwood got to under 15s, that's when they joined up with Barking Abbey. And the coach there, Dave Muir, said to me, he wants me to come along. Mm. He said, I can't get you to into college because you ain't got no grades or nothing. Yeah. And I said, yeah, that's no problem. He said, but the, the boys, they train on a Tuesday evening and a Thursday evening, and you can come to that. Mm. So again, when I could be bothered and when my heart was in there, I was going training with them on a Thursday and a, and a, and a Tuesday and playing in the under-18s for them on a Saturday. Mm. So I was doing this. So while they was going to the college doing football, I was obviously doing my apprenticeship in, in Deptford. And then on the weekends, playing for Wolverham Forest. And then... Um, that we got picked up. Yeah, so then obviously that happened with me when I, when I got stabbed. And then after that, that Dave Muir, who the, who the guy was, um, he said to my dad, look, and my dad said to him, like, look, can you help? Yeah. Like he's, he's getting involved in stuff he shouldn't be and, mm. and stuff like that. And is there anything you can do to for it for like for helping? But at that time I was just breaking into the first team there as well at mm. Wolverham Forest. And there was in the Ryman Prem, I think they were. Yeah, yeah. I played one or two games. And uh Dave just said to me, look, when he's back fit, um, bring him along, like get his head screwed down and and I've got a few contacts. I can send him on trial somewhere. So uh yeah, after that happened to me, it it woke me up really. Mm-hmm. Um I had a talent and I was throwing it down a drain really. Yeah. And um so after that, I think I was out for about two months. I had to operation my legs and stuff. And um, when I got back fit, I went back to Wolverham Forest, trained. And I think within the first month, uh, Dave Muir phoned my dad and said, I've got a trial for him at Cambridge. Yeah. Does he want to go? And it wasn't, a, it, wasn't a qu- it wasn't a question of my dad was going to answer yes or no. I had no choice. Yeah. yeah. So my dad <laughs> said, yeah, he's going. Yeah. So um, got fit. Played a few games at Warren Forest and I went to Cambridge for a week. Me and another another boy, Nick, I think his name was, he sent us up there for a week. And um went up there with him. My dad took me up there, trained with them for a week. This was youth team level, trained with the youth team for a week. Were you doing that every day? No, they put me up in digs. Oh, okay, so we okay, stayed okay. up there. So mm-hmm. my dad took me up there. We went there for a week at first. So they put us in the digs for a week. And then we trained with them for a week, played one game at the end of the week. And then my dad come up. And then they invited me back. They said that the guy there, Ricky Duncan, who was a coach at the time, said, oh, we want to have another look at him. Like, mm. So we want him to spend longer. Can can he come up next week? And again, it wasn't, yeah. uh, it wasn't a question. My You're dad going. was like, yeah, no You're problem. Going. Fine, when do you want him here? I'll, I'll, mm. I'll bring him up. So I went up there again for another week and then spent the week there again, got my head down, done well. And um, <clears throat> come the end of the week, Ricky Duncan was like, look, we want him. Mm. But, we can't offer him a contract. We can give him a non-contract. It's called non-contract. I remember those days. Yeah, yeah we can give him a non-contract, but we can put him in digs, um, mm. feed him, and we can give you expenses for bringing him up from London. Mm. To and my dad was like, "You're doing it." Yeah. So, by that point, like I wanted to do it because what obviously what happened to me and it, like as I said before, it was a wake-up call for me. The thing is, sorry to cut you. Thing is, it says one game. For Cambridge, yeah. Before you went to Northampton. Northampton, yeah, yeah. So I was there for. So I signed there, non-contract. Went there, lived in the house. It was crazy. Lived in the house with twenty-two of us, the whole youth team, first mm. years, second years, and third years, and two pros were in one big house in Cambridge. So I went there for six months, 
and weren't getting paid. I was on a non-contract, so I was just living there. They were giving my dad uh, £50 a week for expenses, which yeah. my dad was taking, obviously, and uh, giving me giving me like £20 or £30 a week to, to get some food if I needed, mm. but I didn't really need yeah. food because I was getting fed. But I was there for six months, and within that six months, obviously I was in the youth team, there was a French manager there, Hervé, Hervé Renard, his name is, and he liked me. Mm. So I trained with the first team a few times, and then I was on the bench a few times. I remember I went to the FA Cup, was Halifax away, and I thought I was going to play. Mm. So I was buzzing, all my family come up, and uh, didn't get on. But then I made one substitute appearance yeah. for Cambridge towards the end of the season. I remember it was against Scunthorpe at, at home at the Abbey Stadium, Cambridge Stadium. And um, yeah, made one appearance, and then Cambridge got relegated that year. Mm. They wanted to keep me, but they couldn't offer me anything until they knew where they were in the next season because I think the manager was leaving and, and the club obviously yeah. what happens with clubs when they get relegated they have to sort out stuff what they're going to do next year so at the end of that season I think it was like three weeks before the end of the season the youth team coach Ricky Duncan I might get in trouble for this but he come up to me and said look Southend want you because yeah. we played Southend in the youth team mm. at their place um, and their manager Colin Calderwood at the time was watching Mm. And he wants no, not Colin Caldwell. Sorry, that's the um, Tottenham one, isn't it? Oh, uh, what was it? Southend manager's name? Yeah, he'll come to me. St not Stimson, Tim Timson or something. Well, anyway, he was there watching, and he said he wants uh, me to come down and have a have a um, a look at me. So mm. the youth team coach at the time said, "Look, I'll say to everyone that you're ill, yeah, and you can go down to Southend for a week." But then at the same time, Northampton, Colin Caldwell, Northampton phoned me up and said they want to have a look at me. So then it come to the youth team manager saying to me, look, say you're ill for two weeks. One week, go down to Southend, have a trial there, let them say what they want to say, and then yeah. go to Northampton. So I was like, yeah, no problem, I'll do that. And um, so I'd done that, went down to Southend for one week, um, went to Northampton for one week and then come back to Cambridge and then was waiting for like the call to see what they was offering me. So then um, mm. I remember they, they both wanted me, they both offered me uh, contracts. And um, Southend offered me a contract, two-year professional contract, but I'd have to live at home. Yeah. Northampton offered me two-year contract. Um, and, and at this time, it weren't about the money or anything; it was just getting in. But Northampton offered me a two-year contract, less money than what Southend, Southend have offered me. Yeah. But they gave me a flat, so I'd be living up in Northampton. Yeah. yeah. And again, no, my really. dad said, "You're going yeah. up to Northampton." So that's that's that it really. That's side. yeah. That's why I've been out of London for so long. So that happened when I was eighteen. So I went to Northampton. Yeah, from from when I was eighteen. Yeah, because it's even mad that you're even only thirty two. Because I remember seeing you play for Leeds, Norwich. I just always used to thought you were one of the senior people on the team. Yeah, no, I went, yeah, I started young. So when I was at Northampton, broke into the first team when I was nineteen. Went out on loan. I went to Gravesend, Northfleet on loan for yeah, six that. months. Then I went Stevenage for a month. And then... What was it like at Leeds, though, for you? Leeds, unbelievable. How did that move come about? It was coming up to the January. I played all that season. So I was out on loan at Northampton. I was out on loan to Stevenage. Then the manager at Northampton, John Gorman at the time, got sacked. Mm. So I come back on my loan finish. I was only there for a month. 
So my loan finished, I'll come back to Northampton. Stephen is wanting to buy me. Mm. So then the new manager come in, Stuart Gray, and he was like, well, if this club want to buy our player, mm. like he must be good, so let me have a look at him. <laughs> so he said to me, look, I want to have a look at you. Like if a team wants to buy you, like, and they wanted to buy me badly. Like I done well at Stevenage, and that was the manager, Mark Stimson. He he wanted to buy me, so um, he said I want to have a look at you. So mm. again, Monday, I weren't on trial, but it felt like I was on trial. Yeah. I had another year there, so I went in on Monday, trained all that week, and then uh, Stuart Gray came up to me and said, "You're not going nowhere. You're starting for me tomorrow." This was on the Friday. I was like, "Wow!" Like really? yeah. so I've been out alone and I've just come back thinking oh, I'm gonna have to go out on loan again mm. somewhere and he just said no look you're not going nowhere you're playing for me Saturday and I remember it was Tranmere away we played done well and under Stuart Gray for the next four months so that was just at the beginning of the season I played every single game underneath him and then January come and I think the club needed the money Money. Mm. so yeah Leeds come in for me I think Leeds, Leicester and what league were Leeds in that time? League 1 yeah it must have been so Leicester come in for me I went and spoke to them Looked around training ground. Coventry were uh, interested as well. And then Leeds come in last minute. I think Leeds come in. And um, as soon as I went up to their training ground and looked at the training ground, and, and obviously Dennis Wise was the manager as, yeah. as well, being a London boy, he sold the club to me. But he didn't even have to. As soon as I drove up uh, four parts of training ground. Was, Especially because like, they were obviously Prem. So the size of that club compared to other oh, yeah. clubs in, in, that, in that league. Yeah, and, and from me, from where I've come from, Cambridge to Northampton, not staying there small club, but yeah. they are small compared to Leeds United. Mm. Like, as you just touched on there, been in the Prem for a year, played Champions League. Mm. When I went into that training ground, I was gobsmacked. Like, the training ground, still to this day, it's, it's, it's a Premier League club and I've always said that about yeah. Leeds. I've not been there now for, left there about nine years ago and I've always said that club needs to be in the Premier League. It's a Premier League club, everything. So would you, to, go, would you the go, facilities. go Would you go back to Leeds? I'd love to play for Leeds in the Premier League. Love to, in a massive club. <laughs> I see your words there. Love to, in the Premier League. <laughs> in the no. Premier League. No, but I, I, I feel this is their season now, you know. This is the, they come close last year and mm. I was on the team that beat them in the yeah. semi-final, which was a surreal moment for me going back to Ella Road in such a big game. I'm usually used to playing for them in, in the big mm. games, but going back there and, and being them. But no, they've got a good manager now. And, and you know, it was one of them things when I left there, because, I don't know if you know, when I left there, it was left not on bad terms with the fans. Mm. The fans wanted me to stay and I wanted to stay. It was it was the chairman at the time, Ken so. Bates. And, um, What's he like, though? Because there are some things that I hear about, about him that a lot of people don't really... He, he he never lived in the country. Really? No, he was in Monaco for, oh, okay. I don't know, people say for tax reasons yeah. or whatever. So he was never at the club. He, he'd come in now and again. Um... But he was, he was just old school, mm. like, like old school, like yeah. very, I won't say bully boyish, but had that about him. Like mm. if, if, if it weren't his way, it was, it was no way. So but, what, what was it that happened that you lot just didn't see eye to eye? No, it was, I was coming to the, to the end of my contracts and, I, and even at, at least I had to go out on loan as well. And a few managers that went out on loan, come back, um, played well, played in the season that we got promoted. The season before that, I, I, I got in the um, I got in the, uh, the team that got to the final, and then after that, went out on loan, come back, and then got promoted, and it was in the championship, played every game then, and I was coming to the end of my contract, and I felt 
that at that time we were signing big players, you know, they were going for it, signing players and and bringing them in on a lot more money than what I was on and, and stuff like that. I just wanted to be, basically have a good contract like the others were. Like I was playing every single week, you know, we were getting players in on loan, buying players and they were sitting on the bench while I was playing and I just wanted to feel loved and feel worth at the club. Yeah. I wasn't asking for, for stupid amounts because... I knew where I'd come from, you know, I'd come from League Two to League One and then got in the championship there. And it was coming to the end of my contract and just it was just one of the things they they offered me a contract but it wasn't nowhere near as what others others were on. I just wanted to pay my worth. I played every single game for them. And then um it come to a stage where he said, Oh, if you don't sign this again I'll transfer this. And then I was like, Well, like I know my worth. Like yeah. I believe in myself. I believe in my ability, and I think you're shortchanging me. So I said, if if you're gonna be like that, then I know I believe that I can go. I, I, at that time, I did believe I, I was a Premiership player. But at at this time as well, do you already have in your head? Okay, I could go here. I could go there and get this and get that. Yeah, yeah. I oh, knew. So, so I, you... I believed that I could play in the Premier League mm. at that time. Um, there weren't clubs interested in me at the time, but I yeah. had that belief in myself that like, I've come from League Two, worked hard, got into League One, mm. went there in League One, got them out of League One, went in the Championship, and I thought every time I've stepped up, yeah. I've been able, able able to handle it. And then I only played one one year in the Championship then, and I felt that... Light work. Yeah, not light work, but I felt <laughs> I, I, was, I didn't feel out of my depth. Yeah. And I felt, and, and at that time when I was at Leeds, we had a great unbelievable cup run we always used to draw big teams in the cup we played Tottenham we played uh, Liverpool played Man United beat them at Old Trafford mm. one of the one of the best days of my career that was but playing against Premier League opposition, I felt that I could do it so I always believed what was the score that, that yeah, one okay. nil. was it one Beckford? nil beaten. yeah, Beckford, Beckford, yeah. yeah. yeah, I remember that. yeah. so I always believed that but I could hold my own mm. so I, I believed in myself I didn't have clubs asking for my, for my signature or anything or saying I'll come here and come there I just believed in myself that I could go there and then the way it felt there is that I was coming to the end of my contract I was 24 at that time there was no Bosman rule where you could uh, the club had to pay compensation for you yeah. so I could walk out for free so I sat down with my agent and, and my dad and stuff and my agent believed in me as well he said oh look like this deal it's, it's not right you you should be getting paid what the others are getting paid, who they're bringing in and who you're making sit on the bench and watching you like you're you're a good player. And I thought, yeah, so come to him where he come out one day, I think we played Crystal Palace at home and he come out and said, oh, we've offered Bradley an un- un- unbelievable contract, um, way higher than what he's on here now. And he's, he's all bullshit. He said, like, like, Bates. Bates said that in mm. his programme notes. He's before the game. but And at that time... To be fair, the manager I've got a lot of respect for now, I still speak to him now, Simon Grayson. He said, look, I want you here. Now, I was saying to that Simon Grayson, I want to stay here. Like, mm. can you help me out? And even him, he was having trouble um, speaking with Ken Bates. Yeah. Like, so he was going to him and asking him, like, give Brady a contract. And he was like, nope, nope, we weren't interested at all. And even at that time in, in January in the championship, we I think we were, we were up there. We were up at the top end. Mm. Our first year in the championship, we were up there. And I think we just needed three or four more players, like loan players or something, mm. to help us maintain that in the league. And they didn't give, they didn't give him no funds or they didn't give him no players to go out and get them. Do you, um, at the time when all this is happening, the Leeds players, I mean, the Leeds fans, because obviously they're opening that, they're reading that. 
So that was, yeah. So before that, they didn't know what was going on. Mm. It was only between me and my... And then I was surprised when I come in on a Saturday, mm. home game, and obviously, you know, in each programme, the chairman has their page. And then he said that, and all the lads were like, wow, look what you said. And I was like, why is he saying that? And I was thinking, this was before a game, and I was playing. Yeah. Like, and that's what I was going to say about Simon Grayson. He said to me, look, no matter what happens, like, that's you and your agent and the mm. chairman's, you're my player, I'm the, I'm the manager, I'm going to pick the best team and do well, so you're going to play for me. But do you not, because what tends to happen a lot of the time, players don't ever come out and actually say anything. No, so after that game, mm. so I remember the game, so obviously going out now, so I've read the programme notes and I'm fuming before the game, and I'm thinking, oh shit, like he's killed me here. So yeah. I've gone out, warm up, the fans are booing me. And I'm like, oh no. And then played the game. I don't know what the score was, can't remember, but I come off. Yeah. And then when I come off, the whole stadium were booing me. Ah. Oh. Yeah. Ellen Rowe booing me, saying, singing, there's only one greedy bastard. <laughs> and I was like, oh no, he killed me. So then I've come in after the the, the game and I'm sitting there and the manager, like Simon Grace come up to me and said, don't listen to that, Ray, Ray. Yeah. I brought you off because of this. Like, it's nothing. Mm -hmm. Like, you're going to be playing for me. Don't worry about it. And I was like, no, the chairman, he's like, killed me. So then come out of the stadium and then um, a reporter, a journalist asked me, like, interviewed me and mm. he said, like, do you want to say your side? And I, and I just come out and said, yeah, that. I said yeah. look, it's, it's all crap. The chairman's going to say that, you know, trying to get his fans on his side, but... At the end of this day, I'm I'm still here. I'm a player for this club, and I'm gonna try my hardest for this club. Mm. And then I went on Talksport, done an interview on Talksport, and then um, it was that designed to. Was it like your agent that like, look? We need to get you as many. Yeah, just to get my yeah, get my because mm. I was getting stick left, right, and centre. Mm. Like, I was getting stick from which rightly so because if yeah, a chairman so from a club mm. come out and says that, then the fans are gonna believe him. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So I come out and said my part, and then slowly, surely, it all. Turn, but bear in mind when this was happening, I was playing every week. Yeah, like the manager was still playing me. I was put, I was put on a transfer list. The chairman said to me, "I'm going to put you on transfer list if you, if you don't sign this contract." And I was like, "No problem, like, do it." I believe in myself that I'm worth more than that, and I, I can go to a higher level. I want to stay here, but mm. if that's what you want to do, you want to put me on a transfer list. The manager's not saying he wants to put me on a transfer list. Yeah, the manager was still playing me. So I said, that's fair to you, do what you want. And then I think it lasted, when I come out and said that, then a lot of people on TalkSport were were characterising him, saying, yeah, I know Ken Bates, he's a bully, this, bully, yeah. that. And then fans started like, realising. And towards the end, fans was, I remember we played Burnley away and fans was, and I think I might have scored or, or played well, and fans were singing from a month ago when they was booing me, mm. one green, fans were singing, sign him up, sign him up, sign him yeah, up. Yeah, because so, that's, that's my idea of, of Ken Bates from things that I've heard. It's not even just things in the media, it's things from people that yeah. are like in, in football that he's just not a good... good no, player, it was right? just you get on with people and, and you don't in football and he's one of the chairmen that I ain't, I ain't got on with really and it was him who come public with it, he didn't have to do that mm. and I, I had to defend myself really and I've done that but towards the end of my time at Leeds, I think the, the fans really understood that I wanted to be there because I could have easily just tossed it off and not played mm. because I knew I was leaving for free at the end of the season. I could easily just said, you know what, I'm just going to sit here, pick up my wages and, and just walk out and, and not put myself in the fire line of maybe getting injured or something. But I played every single game yeah. to the last game of the season, played it. And What was it like playing that Leeds team though, man? Yeah, it was that, good. that was a good team. Oh, really good team. That was a good we team. had some players there. Well, when, I, when I first signed, we was in League One. Um, we had 15 points deducted. 
Mm. And um, everyone was against us. And I think everyone, I don't know, Leeds has got that thing where everyone is against them. And mm. you know what? Playing in that team, when everyone's against you, you thrived on it. Yeah. It, was, it was one of the things because go to Ellen Road and um, home games in League One, we was getting 25,000 fans. The fan base at Leeds is mm. amazing. And um, like it was all like one big family. Everyone used to call us dirty Leeds and stuff. And yeah. like, I'm one of them players I like to get involved. Trust me, and, we've and seen and it. So I like a tackle. So I've lived up to that reputation. And no, there was some good players there. When I first went there, we had. Jermaine Bedford, even Tor Andre Flo was there when I when I oh, first yeah. signed there. He was there. Um, Alan he, Thompson, guy was at Celtic, was there. Trezor Candle, the player, the striker, um, Luciano Becchia. That's it. Yeah, he come. I think he come in the end of League One mm. and um, Championship. Yeah, we had some good players: Johnny Housen, Max Cradle, Robert Snodgrass. Yeah, we some Fabian Delph was there when I was there. Some some, some good. When good did McAllister come in? So McAllister come in halfway. He come in after. Was he coming after Wise? Yeah, he come in after Wise because he sent me out alone. Mm. So I couldn't get. In, didn't play in, in his team in League was, One. In League One, that's when uh, Fab, yeah, Fab, Fabian Delph come in. Couldn't get a game, so I went out alone. Could you not get a game because of Delph? Yeah. Oh, okay. So he come towards the back end of the season. Mm. Gary McAllister, and I played every game underneath him. Mm. We got to the playoff uh, final with him, played Doncaster, we lost 1-0. So I played all of them games underneath him. Then the beginning of the season, that's when Fab mm. come in. And then... Um, could you tell, even though obviously he's keeping at the team, could you tell looking at looking at him that he was going to be... He was different class. He was... I played with a lot of youngsters now, but at that time, up until recently, mm. he was the... the he, one of the best players that I've played with. I played with him a few times when I come back off loan, but mm. he was unbelievable. He could do everything left, right. But I remember he had, he done his ligaments in his, what is he? I'd say, I mean, I don't even know what foot he So he done his ligaments, he's, he's right footed. Yeah. He done his ankle, he's done his uh, ankle ligaments in his right foot, so he couldn't kick a ball. Mm. So he's just like, oh, I'm going to practice on my left. And he just used his left in games. Like mm. this is in games, his strong foot, he couldn't kick a ball with it because yeah. he was injured. And he was, he was using his left foot. He was just running past players like they weren't there. He was chitting. at 19, 18, he was winning games by himself. Like it's crazy because you look at him now and obviously he's been moulded into more of a like, not utility player. Yeah, but, uh, Man City had to, yeah, had to do that. Yeah, do, do you know what I mean? Like, but he had, he, to be fair to me, he left Leeds and he's had some bad injuries. Mm. He's done his knees twice. Yeah, he has. And um, I think he'd agree as well. Some of them were... were down to his own because he some of the tackles he used to fly into oh, crazy mm. I think someone told him like someone said to him if you carry on you're going to injure yourself and I think that's what he done his first first knee injury was done himself in a tackle yeah so um, yeah he was flying in for, me and him used to smash each other in training in like, training yeah in training oh, in training was crazy with him we used to smash each other in training but that was very rare for a young lad that young yeah. to come into the first team and do that so like even the senior players, like now, if a, if a young lad come into the first team and started smashing around, nah. someone would say like, "What are you doing?" Yeah. Like, but back then, even the senior players couldn't say nothing to him. He'd be mm. like, "Shut the fuck up!" Like, <laughs> and and that's what got him so far because he had that attitude about him. Mm. Not attitude. No, 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 no. Yeah, like, I, I hear what you're saying. Like he that good arrogance. Yeah, about yeah, him. yeah. He, yeah, it was good, but he weren't cocky with it. Mm. He weren't overconfident. He believed in himself, and boy, he he done well at Leeds and. And as I said, when he broke into the first team, I couldn't get in. Mm. So I went out on loan. 
And then by the time I'd come back, I think he was only there for like a month and then uh, Aston Villa bought him. And then I got back into the team. But you said up until recently he was um, the best youngster. Yeah. Who would you look at? Or not to say this person might be better than Duff, but is there anyone you look at now and think, no, this guy's just different? Yeah, I played with him last year. Mason Mount. Oh, Mount. Okay, 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 cool. He was frightening. But even, to be fair, we were lucky to have the the players we had last year. I was about to say that to you because... Obviously, Lamp, Lampard, mm. being manager, gets all the Chelsea players. But could you see the difference in, in quality? From Mountie's first session. I think, and, and, and I'm not just saying that because he's my friend and I still speak to him now, but any anyone at Derby at the time, when he come in, you could just you could just tell straight away. You know, when mm. someone's so good, you can tell he's been, not been at a high level because he hadn't at that time, but you could tell he could get there. Right? And his first session with us... He's just done some stuff where you think, wow, like his finishing was a joke. Mm. He always wanted the ball. He was he could get out of tight places. And very rare for a, a young player to come into first team football and have that impression straight away. Because mm. normally they're, they're shy and they don't want to. But he come in and just got on with his business and, and done and his stuff. And you could tell with him he was going to be England. Yeah. And, and the thing about that is, well, when nowadays, when young players know they're good, mm. they sort of, yeah. not fob it off, they yeah. ain't got that hunger, but. He had everything. And all of them. Uh, Fick, Tomori, he's gone back to Chelsea and playing mm. now. He was the same. I like. I love Tomori. Tomori. Yeah, he's... That's what I asked him about. Tomori yeah. is... Honestly, he could go He could go on to be one of the... Yeah, he could. One, and one of the, they, they all could. Harry Wilson as well. We had him from Liverpool. All the same. Like, it's very rare. As I just said before, it's very rare that you get loans. Like, I don't think anyone, any club in this country will get free loan signings as mm. better as Derby did last year. When he... Um, at Old Trafford... On Wilson, yeah. When he stepped up for that free kick, in your mind, did you think? You know what? We didn't see it. If that was the first time, we see it. We knew he had that wobble. He had that wobble. Oh, he used to do it in training. It was frightening, Mm. like wobble. But he'd never done it in a game, and that was the first free kick he had scored for Derby. Mm. And then ever since that, every free kick we got after that, it was like goal, goal. Like even a couple months back when. He signed at Bournemouth and he had a freak against Man City. Yeah, I was at yeah, home yeah. watching it. Yeah. And I was with my little boy. I said, Oh, he's going to score this. And my little boy was like, No, he's not. I was like, He's going to score. He's stuck in the top corner. Like, after that free kick, I think that kicked on his season massively. Mm. And he was a big, big player for us. He scored a lot of goals for, for Derby last year. That Derby team, I'm not going to lie to you. I want at least to win that game. <laughs> I want at least. But that's just because I like Bielsa, man. Yeah, no, he's, he's I, really I, good. I like Bielsa. And, um, Going into that game, you guys were underdogs. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Massive. Did you um, within yourself though? Like, I know you you've got to say that like leading up to it. Oh yeah, you know we're in with a chance, blah blah whatever in it. But did you feel like you could actually? Could you like actually ended up doing them? Yeah. No. Honestly, I thought they beat us three times that season. They beat mm. us four four one or four nil. Second game of the season in, then they beat us three nil at their place. Mm. Like they battered us during the season. Mm. So, and then when they come to our place, they beat us 1 0 at home, and we're thinking, oh, you know, yeah. going to their place, they got the advantage. And we had a lot of young lads in the team, and I, never, I always was saying to them to the build up to, to the game, I said, to Mountie, to Fick, to H, even some of, the, some of the older lads, I said, this atmosphere tonight, this is before the Leeds game at Ellen Road, I said, this atmosphere tonight, you're never going to see anything like it. Yeah. So, like, be prepared. I said, when that place is rocking, it's, and it's going to be rocking tonight because mm. 
this is the best they've done in like nine years. They've never been in the playoffs. Yeah, what's the reception like for you when you go back? It's mixed. Mm. Uh, yeah, as you do everywhere, like you get you get mixed. I think a lot of the new fans don't really remember yeah, me, yeah. Mm. but not a lot of the old fans do. Like when I go back there, there's still people who work there who, who remember me and stuff. Yeah. They give me a good reception. But no, I've always like, even after the game there, I couldn't didn't really want to celebrate as yeah. as much in front of the fans because I said they respect me, I respect them. But it's a lot of new fans there now who don't really know. Mm. But the older lot do. It's 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 a mixed reception. But um, yeah, I said to them before that game, I said you're never gonna uh, feel or see an atmosphere like this in your mm. life. And they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then no word of lie, we walked out, and then you know, leasing that marching on together yeah, in yeah. the line, and they were like that. They didn't know where to look. They were, we, were talk, we were this close to each other, mm. trying to talk to each other. You couldn't hear each other. You had to shout at each other. Like, the atmosphere was a joke. So getting into the game, if I'm honest, sitting here being honest, I was thinking, no, like, Leeds are going to do it. And and <laughs> the way they played that year, they, they deserved to go up. Like mm. They were top two throughout the whole season and just had a little bad run towards the end of the season. But to do it at the way we done it, I think, and especially they went 1-0 up. Mm. Within 20 minutes, so that's two nil now. And and, and, we, and thinking, oh my god, this could be like 20 minutes in with the crowd like that. Yeah, it could be a long road back. But then we we scored. If you could write a game of when to score, what we scored it is that perfect time. We mm. scored a minute before half time, and then a minute straight after, after half time. Yeah. So then that makes it two two. And then they got to come out. The thing is with them when when it gets hard, when it gets tough, mm. that sort of atmosphere where so good yeah, can turn a, so no, quick. It, it did. Yeah, it can did. turn so quick. And I've been there. Mm. I've played in games there where we've been winning by three goals and, and we end up losing. Like, it can turn. Mm. And um, when we when we went 2-0 up, like, you could feel it turn. And then mm. did we go, was it 2-1? And then, then they scored and then it changed again. And then we scored three. Mm. And it, it was just, a, it was just a, a game of just emotions. Like, you could not write that game. Yeah. But then... For me now, sitting here, it's the best game I've been involved in. Through, through that matter of fact of how much emotions changed where mm. they went 1-0 up, they were buzzing. Then we went 2-1 up, it was flat. Then they scored again, it was so much. Not like, just that, but it was actually a good game to watch. Yeah, it was a really good game. It was, it was, the best it game to be involved game to in. Watch. Like the, it's the best, biggest game and the best game of football I've been involved in. Because normally like, you go to a final and it's, everyone's scared, mm. like, tentative and all that. But to beat them 4-2 at their place as well, it was just... For us, yeah. like Derby, and, and no one was expecting us to do as well as we did last year. You know, we, we lost a lot of players and signed all these young players. It was Lampard's first year in management. So, what was he like as a as a manager? Yeah, he was good. He was very honest, mm. and um, I think what he found hard um, was the losing aspect yeah. of where he was a player for so long. Yeah, going into management. And losing a game, it still affected him like it was a he was a player. Yeah. So when we lose a game, like we'll come in on a Wednesday and you 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 if you're sitting there yourself thinking shit on a bad game, like it still affecting mm. you on Wednesday. Whereas I think as a manager you can't be like that. And yeah. and that's what he he was like when we lost the game, it affected him, which is a good thing because mm. he wants to win and he's he's a winner. Mm. He's always been a winner. But I think when you're a manager, you gotta when you lose, just Say what you have to say on on the Saturday or on the Monday yeah, when you review energy. it, and then just go bang. Right, yeah. we've got another game because that energy then goes through. Yeah, it does, and yeah. and it, and it becomes a it creates a sort of like atmosphere of like 
mm. uncertainty and like he found losing hard, which you can accept because he's, as I said, he's been a winner throughout his whole life. But his his man management skills were 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 good. He was just honest. Mm. Um, I had a I had a bit of a fallout with him when I, I got tell. suspended. <laughs> you you know, tell. <laughs> waiting for to come up. You know what? As I'm talking, I'm thinking something, something happened. Else, <laughs> no, not a fallout. It's just where he was honest. I I got suspended. Uh, last year for five games and then I was where I weren't playing there was there was no need for me to be in and around the first team so I was yeah. training with the kids mm. training with the 23s what did he make you go there? yeah but well I he didn't yeah he made me go there but I it wasn't a case of oh you're going with the 23s you never mm. can run back well, I understood that these next five games, I'm not yeah, involved with you. Okay, so go with the 23s and do extra more running and stuff mm. like that. But then I come back, my band was over and then couldn't get in the squads. Didn't make the squad for about six games. Couldn't even get on the bench. Mm. And then like, I went to see him. I was like, Gaffer, like, what's going on? Like before the band I was playing for you, I got banned. And then um, my band's over now. I'm not even making the squads. And he was just honest. He said, look, Brad, I think you've, you've, you're training. There's, there's, gone from a level where you're up here to down here even though you've and, been with the under 23s yeah yeah he said I, I, I feel your level and, I, and and it was one of them cases where I was like okay like but why didn't you say that to me I said um it's taken for me to come in here after five weeks of not being in the squad coming in on Saturday by myself and running if I didn't come and speak to you then I would never know I said I'm not a mind reader yeah. and um he said oh look like you need to buck up your, your ideas in training like because training under him and Jody was intense right? and you could tell that because the way how we played last year was high intensity press yeah. and they demanded like some managers where well, you had it before when you know you're playing you can sort of ease off in training mm. and, like look after yourself like me now I'm an older pro like, so I know what I can do during the week but I know I'm going to be ready for the Saturday but they wanted as because he was a player himself, so that's probably what he was like, that yeah. he trained to his maximum every single day. And then he said that you train your maximum every single day and then come Saturday, it's easy for you. So mm. that's how he was, but we ain't been like that. I ain't, I ain't been like that. I've always like looked after myself. But it was a it was a change for me. So mm. he was honest. He said that to me. He said, look, buck up your ideas in training and you get back in. And I had to take that. I got my head down in training. And I think three weeks later, he played me against Ipswich away. And then from then, I played every single game underneath him towards the end of the season. Mm. So he was honest, but truthful when he stuck to his word. He said, if you level up yourself in training, then you'll you'll get your chance. And then I feel like when he went Chelsea... But looking back, sorry, when he said the thing about the training, do you now look back and think, you know what, I could have done a bit more? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. And, I, and that's what I mean. I was honest with myself. Yeah. I knew... I didn't... At that time, I wasn't going in saying, oh, fuck this, and mm. I'm not doing this, I'm not doing that. But where, where I was suspended, I had nothing to look forward to mm. at the end of the week, do you know what I mean? I, I knew I was coming in on a Saturday by myself and I was running by myself. It was, mm. it was boring. So I can see where he was coming from. And then when my band was over, I thought, all right, well, I'm back now. I can do yeah. it. And he was like, no, you're not doing that. Like, you, you've done that for three weeks. Why do you think you can come back in now? So mm. he, he, was, he was honest with me, truthful. So, um, Are you surprised by his... Um... His success, inverted commas, at, um, I say success because he ain't really won mm. anything yet, but um, he's doing well. He's doing well. Doing well. No, I'm not surprised because the young lads, he he gets them at it. 
Mm. Like, and going back to that being honest thing, I can I can see why he let David Lewis go. David Lewis, I can I can just tell that he's gone in there and David Lewis has probably gone. Oh, I want to play every game or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, no, like it's not going to happen. And like he's left. He's just honest. Just so that's a dud. Yeah, yeah. He's just he's just just honest. So young players, he gets them working hard and training. It's how I went to um, watch him at a Liverpool game. Uh, Matty got me tickets for the game to mm. my little boy there. And I went down after and I, and I saw the gaffer and all that. And I was like, oh, like, how's pre-season been? Mm. How was your pre-season? He's like, Brad, these players, they, they can't handle it. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, they, they can't do the running that we lot done last year. And I was like, mm. no way. He's like, yeah, talking about big players. Yeah. Like, they're big players there, like between internationals, like world-class players, couldn't do the running. And he, and he was surprised. I was like, he was like, yeah, like we had to cut down half of the running that we done with. We done exactly the same preseason that we done with you lot last year. Yeah. Derby done it here. Well, tried to do it here. They couldn't handle it. I was like, no way. He was like, yeah. And so they've had a shock come in, but then you see all the young lads who excel from it because yeah. they're they're hungry. They love to do it, and and he's he's really good at getting you motivated for a game and stuff like that. So I'm not surprised with how well the young lads are done. Mm. Not surprised at that at all because. And he is very good at giving young lads a chance. He was always bringing the under-23s up with us and training with us and always giving them a chance. So mm. I'm not surprised at that. But then again, it's the, it's the Premier League and like, that can only last for, for so long when yeah. when the tough gets mm-hmm. tough in that league and, and you need men That's and you need, need experience. Yeah, you need the big and, players. Yeah, so. um, you ain't got to say much about this if you don't want to. But what was your whole take on the whole um, derby incident? You oh, Keezy. You weren't there, yeah. Yeah, as... Because we spoke about on, on on the pod and obviously I'm not an insider in it, mm. but um, I felt it was unfair yeah. on, on him majorly. And um, it, it looked like... For those that don't know what, what we're talking about, we're talking about when I think they've gone out on a night out or something and um, cars crashed, drink driving. Um, what's his first name? Richard Keogh. yeah. He um he wasn't driving, but he's he got injured, mm. and they Seriously, they yeah. they cancelled his contract, mm. they terminated his contract, even though he weren't the one driving no, or anything. No, he didn't. But then the he other players who were who were yeah. actually driving are still playing at, at yeah. the at the club in it. And um yeah, I remember we were saying that that's just they must want him out. Do you get what I'm saying? And obviously you're still playing, yeah. so you ain't actually got a. Same. No, no, I, I agree with you. I, I, when I first saw it, obviously I'm not at the club anymore, but I still mm. speak to them. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I think it's, it's unfair. I think it, I'm sitting here now, I think if you sack one, you've got to sack them all. Yeah. But, I'm not, as I said, I'm not there now. I still speak to Keezy now. He's Is he going to be okay? Friends. Is he going to be okay? Yeah, yeah, he's, oh, yeah, okay, he's going to be okay. fine. He's going to come back and he wants to come back. Yeah. And I don't know what happened with all the, when they offered him a new contract. I, I, I don't yeah. know about all that, but... No, I still speak to him now, and he's he's positive that he's going to come back. He's in a, a good place as he can be. You know, it's not not nice not yeah. having a job or being sacked, but um, he's appealing it now, and, and mm. just got to wait for it to see how it comes out. But I was the same, yeah. When it when it happened, I was thinking I couldn't believe it. That yeah. it so especially from when you were you've been at the club, so yeah, and yeah. for all that he's done for that club as mm. well. You remember he was there for eight nine years, captain played played every single game for five years. And played well. And he didn't well. miss a game for five years. Didn't miss a game for five seasons. Well, didn't miss one game. Like but then, it's football, like, f- football is as I touched on before. Going there back to my Leeds, it's, Leeds days, it's, it's, 
It's ruthless, man. So is that why, why did you leave Derby? Contract? Yeah, my contract was over. Yeah, contract done. And they didn't want to, like, um, offer you? Um... Yeah, they wanted to offer, they, they offered, they wanted to offer me a contract, but then they wanted to wait for a new manager to come in mm. and then let a new manager have a look at me and then decide. And I was at that stage where, look, I'm 32 years old now. I'm not going to wait and yeah. be on trial. Mm. So then Blackburn come in for me and gave me a contract and I, and, and I signed it there. Realistically, yeah, what were Blackburn's um, targets for the season? Playoffs. They were uh, actually playoffs? Yeah, yeah. Okay. They've, they've, they've they've not been close, but they've they've had good spells in the season where they've gone on good runs, mm. like we have done now. Mm. And then this is what the manager was saying to me. We've, we've done well. We've been there. We've been so close to it but then just falling off and they, they had that experience where they've got players there who have been there and done it and know what this league takes, like to go away from home and grind out a 1-0. Yeah. So that's why he, he wanted to sign me, he's trying to steer it down in. He's mm-hmm. a lot more experience this year and, and he's got that blend now where I think it's paying off for us. You know, we've got some good young players there. We've got Daki, got Adam Armstrong, Joe Rothwell, a good balance of young and experience there now. We've got me there, the older boys, me, Stewie Downing, Danny Graham, Elliot Bennett, mm. a good mixture now. And he said that, that to me before. He said, like, we've had good seasons, we've been on good runs, but then when we go on a bad run, like when we lose one game or lose another game, like, everyone goes into yeah. their shell and okay. no one's got that big characters. But we've got big characters there now and, and we're doing well now. We've gone on nine games unbeaten, so hopefully we can... Yeah, because you guys are now sitting, what, three, four points away? Or oh, third, ain't we? Or one point outside playoffs, No. No. No? Yeah. Well, I don't know how... How many games did you not play this, season, this year? I mean, so far. 17, 16. 16, 17. No? More. What am I looking at? 19, 20. It says you've got 22... You've played 22 matches. I don't even know. Yeah. But you lot are... Um... We're not far off the playoffs. No, you're only... And we're not far off third, are we? We're four points off oh, third. Oh, I'm, I'm chatting rubbish. I'm looking at the wrong column. You're, yeah, you're literally, what, two points off? Yeah. Two points off and... Oh, Yeah. Three off um, third. Third. Yeah, yeah, so we're not doing bad. Halfway. We're... But it's championship, man. That yeah. Could... yeah. And that's what I said. Like, we, before this nine game run, we mm. went on six games without winning. Yeah. So that's how mad this championship is. And as oh. I said, I've been in this league long enough now to know that there are going to be games where you play, like, our first game of the season, we played Charlton at home, mm. played well, and we lost a game. And then people couldn't believe it. And I was like, this is the league. Like, this is the league. You can play. So I said, I said, and I'd done an interview after that game. I said, we'll, we're going to play worse this year and win. Yeah. And then no one's going to think think about that. Mm. Like, we're going to play better and lose. Like, that's the nature of this league. It's, it's, you can't predict anything in, in this championship. And that's why people say it's the best league, like, in this country, the championship, because no one can predict anything. But when you're on a good run, you've got to sustain that, not get carried away. And just take each game as it comes, and that's what we're doing now. What was that game against Charlton like? I would, I did loud, loudy. Loud score, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. scored, made it two one. <laughs> yeah. Typical strikers goal, a little tapping. <laughs> no, but I think I think he would agree with you as well. They was on the back foot for the whole game. Mm. We we dominated the game. They scored a set play. No, they scored on the breakaway. And yeah, they, and then they scored a set play, but I thought we dominated the game. Mm. It was their first game in the championship. There, I've played. I've, been there before where teams have been promoted in, in their first game they're all buzzing and, and they were buzzing mm. and obviously they got the win so they were buzzing but they didn't play particularly great but then after that they went on an unbelievable run I think yeah. they 
they beat everyone. They beat Leeds. They went an unbelievable run. Yeah, and then now I got injured. And then now they're yeah. finding it hard. And, and that's the championship, man. You can't predict it. Look, you can go on a, like we can go on a nine game uh, unbeaten run now, but then if I sat here with you next month or something, we could have lost yeah. every single game. And that's mm. that's the championship. Have there been any like standout players in the that you've seen in the championship so far that you're like this year? Yeah. Standout players. Maybe West... like you've even maybe you ain't even played, but you've seen and you're just thinking, no, this guy. West Brom, I've got a few good players. Shall I tell you who I think is really good? Um the mid centre midfielder for Leeds. Calvin Phillips. Calvin, yeah. Player. Yeah. Player. He's good. Really good player. And he was he was there when I was there. He's he's come through the ranks, but he was a very young lad there. Mm. But I still I'll speak to him now. Spoke to him when we played him actually. Um he could have went in the summer. Yeah, oh, is it? big clubs. I'm, I'm not even him. just when I look at him play, I can tell he's he's gonna play yeah. Prem. Yeah, no, easily. He, he's, easily. He's, he's gonna play Prem. And, he's good. And hopefully he does that with Leeds, because if he takes them up, he's captain there. Yeah. If he takes them up, boyhood club, he'd be a hero, hero there. And he wants to do that, you know, he signed another deal there now. He could have went in the summer. Mm. And that's what Leeds is. Leeds is a big club, man, and he knows that and he wants to stay there and, and get them up. And I think yeah. this year, I think they'll do it. What were your options like in like during the summer? Quiet, man. Quiet. I think, you know, that's when you so get... crazy, though. How can it be quiet, though? No, it is. I'll speak... Who was I with in the summer? I was with my Gary Hooper, Jason Punchin. Mm-hmm. We was all in the same boat, uh, finished our contracts. Punches um, abroad, contract. Punches that to go Cyprus, yeah. Paphos. And um, I actually, I actually went back to Derby pre-season, mm. like I trained for the first three days. They didn't even have a club to go back to. I was like phoning every day. Oh, what's happening? Oh, nice. No, the market's slow, so slow in the summer. And at our age as well, mm. I think it gets even even slower. But, but I find that so mad when you've played however many games and yeah, but you got to like think the football nowadays. They, it's a young man's game. It's young now. Mm. Everyone wants young, athletic, young, but. As I said, I was, I was lucky that Tony Mowbray called me up and he, he wants experience. Mm. It's just whatever people want at that, at that time. And I think... Did you bite his hand off or did you actually have to play hard to get... Mm. <laughs> no, I beat his hand off. Man. Beat his hand off. Two years with an option. At 32 years old. Yeah, man. Yeah, beat his hand off. No, but it was slow, man. I remember sitting there, I was on holiday and like training. But I knew I was going back to Derby. I knew I was going back there because... Mm. As I said, they wanted me, not they wanted me, because if they wanted me to stay, they would have gave me a contract mm. in the summer, but they wanted me to come back and let the new manager yeah. have a look at me. Frank Lampard wanted me to stay. Mm. He said to me at the end of the season, what do you want to do? I said, look, listen, I'm comfortable here. My, my family are settled here. I'm, I bought my final home in Derby. I'm settled in Derby now. That's where I'm staying. I want to be here. And mm. he was like, yeah, no problem. I'll get it sorted. And then obviously in the summer, he went to, to Chelsea. But How far is Derby from um, Blackburn? It's two hours. You don't do that every day, though. No, I stay up a few times a week. Oh, okay, cool, cool, yeah. cool. Um, but yeah, drive up there, and, I, and there's a uh, me and Elliot Bennett share the drive, so it's not mm. it's not too bad. Yeah. But yeah, he w- wanted me to stay, but as I said, I didn't want to. I went back there and and said, "Oh, look, Blackburn have offered me this. Mm. Can you?" And then they were ooh and ahhing, saying, "Oh, we're getting a new manager in, and we don't know if you're going to fit in these plans." I said, "Oh, well, fair enough." Like, He's manager there now. Koku, Philip Koku. Oh, oh yeah, too. as he do. Not, not. They're not doing great. Um, we played. We played them two weeks ago, two or three weeks ago. We played them at home. Yeah, beat them one 0 But yeah, that, and then they Did lost again. Against Brentford. We beat Brentford. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. We beat Brentford. That's what I thought was um, in London. When I yeah, 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 yeah. It was away. But uh, yeah, we, they're not doing doing so great at the moment. But 
as I said, the championship man and him as well. I don't know if he's got that foreign mentality where he's been in uh, Holland all his life where it's all technical and stuff yeah. and coming over to the championship is not like that at all. No, mm. it's, it, it's hard, man. So over the weekend, yeah, what was it about just the striker going through that you knew he was going to score? Or were you just hoping? <laughs> no, I knew it. He's 1v1, man. If he's... If, if he's a striker and he don't score that, then you've got to... So it's, it's not even just because he's actually that good? Or... No, he, he's good. Armour is good. And everyone... Uh, Leon messaged me as well the day after. He's like, why are you standing there and, and celebrating before you even put it the assist, to be honest. Why are you celebrating? I was like, trust your players, man. If I put you through one-on-one, what's going to happen? He was like, yeah, goal. I was like, exactly. You know what Leon so, said when he came on the podcast? Because we played in a charity match as well. And um, when we played against each other. Obviously, I'm younger. And I'm still playing, so they were. It's not easy, but it's whatever. But he he played well that game, yeah. and he came on the podcast, and I was like, "Oh, you did well that game." Like, I don't think I saw you lose the ball. And he goes, "I'm not giving the um, I'm not giving the ball away since 2011." <laughs> yeah, he's funny, little man. He's funny, but he messaged me after that saying, "Oh, who do you think you are standing there, not carrying on your run?" I was like, "You've got to trust your players, man." But it was through one on one, and and I felt it. I didn't. I, didn't know he was going to score because you can miss them, but I think he would score. But if he didn't, he would have made me look like a tip standing yeah. there on the, on the halfway line celebrating. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but it looks good now that he done it. Yeah. But, no, I've, I've done that. I've actually done that before. Like, always, I don't know, with me, like, when I put a ball in or something, I'm like saying to the player, head it. I'm doing the action as well. Yeah. So I'm like, head it, head it. Like, there's a few clips of me. When I was at Derby, I put a cross in for Nuge. I think it was against Forrest. Put the cross in, I knew he was going to score, and I was yeah. jumping up, jumping up, like trying to heal it in for him. And then I think when we went up at Leeds, uh, the promotion game, where I put a cross in, and then it dropped to Jermaine Bedford. Yeah. And I just knew he was going to score. I was already celebrating with the fans, I was yeah. jumping in the fans before he even put the ball in the net. I thought, after, I don't know, I've always just always, because I'm not there, I feel like oh, mm. I want to do it, and, then, and I just trust him that he's going to score. Do you still think now, yeah, <clears throat> you can play? I'm oh, sure we even touched on Norwich. Um, do you still think now you could play Prem? Yeah. You do? Prem, it's different to the Championship. As I touched on before, I say it's two leagues, but it's a lot slower. Mm. Midfield, especially in midfield as well, it's a lot more... It's a thinking, it's a thinking game. So yeah. I think in the Prem, you can't make as many mistakes as you can in the Championship. Yeah. So in the Championship, you, you can give... Not you can, because there are yeah. good players in the Championship, but you get away with more in the championship mm. than you do in the Premier League. So it's a lot more playing out from the back, playing in midfield. It's just, but when you get into that final third, it's mm. rapid. It's it? so quick. Like from when you was in the Prem, was, was there, obviously there's, there are a lot of players, but was there a moment when you thought, oh, we're playing football, football? Like, this is Man mad. City, man. Man City. We were, I think we were 4-0 down even in 24 minutes. <laughs> At the Etihad as well. Yeah. I just wanted a hole to open up and just jump in it. Yeah. Oh, I was frightening, man. They had silver. Was it a blow? Well? Yeah. Just changing. We were we were basically playing eight at the back. Yeah. And uh, two strikers because everyone was sat back defending. The way they moved the ball, it was frightening. Aguero was so sharp. They beat us. I think they, the game ended up five or maybe seven one. Balotelli scored with his shoulder. Ah, oh, I remember on the line. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, but there's been a been a few games like Man City beat us a good few times. Man, did you play Norwich. when um, when Ramsey scored that volley? 
the Bulls come across at Carrow Road? Mm, I don't know. I I'll, I'll get that for you. No, but go on, go on, go on. I can't remember. Um, that. But yeah, but we played... Arsenal was a good team for us at Norwich. We done well against Arsenal. We beat them at Carrow Road. What's um, it like? Could you support Arsenal? Yeah, it was good. Surreal. Like, all my family there and mm. obviously splitting between who they're, who they're going to support. But I remember my first time when I played at Emirates, it was unbelievable. Man. I think we drew the game 3-3 free, free as well. It's an unbelievable game. We're not talking about Arsenal. Just, just stresses me, man. Just, what, do you, what do you think about Arsenal right now, honestly? They're just... They just need they need players who are gonna stick their foot in. They need characters, man. I don't think they've they've got that there. They've got nice players, technical players, unbelievable players like Ozil, Lacazette, but mm. they ain't got them hard like grafters, man. Yeah, like, hard as nails grafters who are gonna stick their foot in and just run through brick walls yeah, for you, man. Like, yeah, I, got, I always go back to like, the, the days when I was a supporter. Like, you had Tony Adams, Vieira. Petit, them players there. They, they Even got, players like like the Grimondis and yeah, like, Grimondi and um, who's the other one? Flem, Flamini, oh, Flamini like, stuff yeah. like that. That's players like him who you know they're not the best technical, but you need them sort of players in, in your team, man. Mm. The ones who are gonna run through it all for you, man. They ain't got they ain't got many of them. What do you think of Arteta look looking like he's gonna get the job? Yeah, I, I think he will do well. But then again, it's it's they ain't got the. Is he, he's going to go there and try and play away like Pep plays at Man City. But he ain't got the players he's, for that. Yeah, has he got the players for that? Has he got... He's got the players who can play football because obviously they're, they're, they're unbelievable players. But I think it's just hard, man. Like The, the defence at Arsenal, he's sorting out. And do you know what? It's, it's one thing to have bad personnel, but they don't even have the know-how to even know how to defend mm. as, as a... Mm. Oh, and I think shots everyone's just every blaming game. everyone there, man. No. Okay, so did you have a problem with, I don't know if you saw it, but it was on social media and um, a lot of, um, some of the pundits were going mad as well. The other week we played, when we played Brighton, Willock was through. And um, did you see the Brighton game any chance? No. Okay, so basically Willock's gone through. We're attacking them. He's got two players running that way. Lacazette and, no, yeah, Lacazette and, or Mati, whoever, and Ozil mm. and Aubameyang down here. You either give it early to Aubameyang or you just go forward and give a pass, or you shoot, or something. He's delayed, 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 and then Aubameyang's had to, like, he can't make that run inside anymore, mm. so he, he stayed out. But then Willis just gone and played. Like, it was just such a bad pass, and Aubameyang's ripped him. Yeah. He's ripped him, like, wow, we did, blah, 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 blah. I didn't find anything wrong with it. Well, and pundits said that he shouldn't have done Pundits were like, as an older player, you, you can't, like, you can't rip into a younger no, player. No, you like can that. do, man. That's what I'm saying. No, you can. But I don't know. I think football's just changed, man. No, you can. It's... And it has changed mm. from that. Even going back to me when when I was when I was a youth team player, and I saw a first team player, I was shit scared of them. Mm. I would never say like. And I'm saying that coming from in East London, I was going up to Cambridge, and there's and I thought I was a little rude yeah. boy. I'll, I'll shit myself. But now these kids nowadays, man, it's just they just get everything given to them. It's too easy for them. So and then. When someone has a go, and you've got people saying, "Oh, it's bullying and, and stuff mm. like that," but I guarantee these pundits who are saying that what were the ones who were giving it out like, to youngsters or, or receiving it from them. And I think it has changed. These young lads now, I think they're getting it too, too easy. Like it's just getting later them on the plate. They yeah, don't... I, I, I didn't think there was anything wrong with that. No, to, I don't to, think, to, I don't think Willick that. probably even thought there was anything wrong with that. But it is what it is. That's, mm. that's Arsenal for you. Everyone's just trying to make a story out of nothing, man. When when things are low. 
everyone just tries to pick the bones out of everything mm. and then try and make something up. Do you notice that, like, so when things are going bad for you, obviously you're probably just rocking up to training. You know you got to do better. Mm. But the media will then make a bigger story. Oh, yeah, of course. And you look at it and just think, and you're, you're, you're at the club, you know, thinking, what are these lot talking yeah, about? Yeah, but then as soon as you score a goal and I get an MOM or something, yeah. they want to interview you. It's crazy, man. Media, the media, that's what it is, man. They big you up when they want to mm. big you up and then when they want to, when it's slow news or something, they mm. just make up a story about you and, and just try and... What's been the worst story? Them. What's been the worst story you've heard about yourself? <sighs> about myself? Um... No, there's not been many, man. It's... I'll go back to when when I was in the Premier League with Norwich, just making... And I got in the um, England provisional squad. Yeah. And my mate from back home, a close friend of mine, nothing to do nothing to do with, with gangs or anything. He got shot six yeah. times. Oof. Yeah, he survived, luckily survived. And this was nothing to do with gangs or nothing. It was just a dispute he had with, with some yeah, boy. He got shot in, in his shop. And I went to the hospital to see him. I was seeing my friend. So I come down, he was in Whitechapel. I went, ran down there, see him. And then, obviously, it was a big thing that happened in Woodford, it was. He got shot in Woodford. So all police and I went up to the hospital and there was press there and I got f- photographed outside the hospital. Yeah. And then maybe about two days later, his mum phoned me up and um, said, oh, I've had a journalist come knocking at my house. And I was like, okay. And they're asking about you. And I was like, what do you mean asking about me? And I was like, oh yeah, um, saying um, your son's been involved in gang shooting um, uh, and Bradley Johnson was at the hospital. Is, is he involved in gangs and stuff like that in, in, in London? And I was like, what? So I phoned my agent, told my agent, my agent phoned them up. Mm. I said, you can't run this story. So apparently it was a day. And then another friend of mine called me up. He said, oh, I've had a phone call off this reporter from thinking, asking about um, you when you was uh, young. Were you involved in gangs and stuff like mm. that? And um, yeah, it was a day from from coming out, but it got stopped because of my um, agent stopped it. And that's that's one of the reasons as well why not many people know about like my past, like yeah. that stabbing. Because although I want to come out and say it and and be aware, so I want to do some stuff like back home and and talk to these kids, man, because it's not right what everyone's doing. But at that time, I had a a career to look after, and everyone yeah. when when you're doing so well. The media just want looking for a story to to bring you down, and my agent was like, "Look, listen, you can't have like at that time you was in the England provisional squad. You can't have like people saying you was involved in the gang and involved in the shoot, and then they'll look in your past and mm. go back to thinking, oh yeah, you got stabbed, so you must have been involved yeah. in the gang. I was never involved in the gang. I was just around where stuff like that happened, like back in Leighton. Yeah. So that's probably the worst story that it never come out. Yeah, but still, but, yeah, it was one of them that could have." really affected like my career do you hate like not hate but like when it comes to doing media do you kind of just look at it i know a lot of players just don't like media mm. because it's all a bit fake as well oh yeah of course it's it's you just, can't you can't like here now i'm being real you can't in mm. the media after a game you can't or like you can't say don't you ever just want to sometimes just after the game just give the real yeah you can't you gotta say like they ask you questions are oh, uh, so what what's what got said in the dressing room and and how's a man? You can't, you can't be real. You can't come out and say, "Oh yeah, this is what I think." This is what I, he should be in this team. And it's all, all about that. the three points. How many times you said that one? Oh, yeah. <laughs> great character. Yeah. <laughs> Don't matter how we play the three points. Have a good weekend. <laughs> Thank you for the fans for coming. But yeah, no, it's 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 just a weirdo because a lot of players, 
Like we've had players approach us to come on on the pod, mm. but then it's almost as if we've had a, a few want to come on, but then an agent has told them not to not to do it mm. because no, they you do might get that. Yeah, you do they get might that. say something or whatever. Mm. And and I'm just like, like you come in here. I don't think I've I've stitched you up or anything no. like. But and I'll never do that. But they're so scared of something coming out. Yeah, that. They don't, and no, it does happen though because the media just were waiting for a person to slip up and mm. bang jump on it, like the stuff they're doing to Raheem Sterling. Like, you've seen it, like you big, seen the Pogba big stuff, players, really? huh? You seen the Pogba stuff? Yeah, yeah, because he was dancing at a wedding and stuff like that. That's not his wedding. Yeah, that's what I mean. You can't in them big players. You can't enjoy yourself outside mm. of like football, like. And the joke is, no, no word of a lie. We could have got Pogba on the podcast. Really? Yeah, because we got. I've got like a a mutual friend. He's his family, hmm. and he was at that wedding as well, and he was trying to line it up. But then something happened where talk came out, and they were just ripping into Pogba, yeah. and he was hmm. like, "You know, what? I'm not doing no media." Yeah, um, and, and and I can understand why players do that yeah, because just, you're like they they just try and drag you down to anything, man. Just make up story like Raheem Sterling goes shopping in Poundland. Oh. <laughs> How's that a story? But if you went shopping in just in <laughs> in Louis Vuitton, oh Raheem Sterling yeah. being, being big time. Like it's 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 crazy, man. It's just yeah, I can I can understand why players don't do media stuff because, but they they're good for you when you want them. Yeah. Like you got to know how to use them, really. But yeah, I ain't ever had to deal with that such of a high level because I've never been at that high level. But I can understand why big players like Paul Scholes never ever done an interview, did he? When yeah. he was a player and stuff like that. They hate so when media. I first heard him talk, I was like, "Is this mm. what he sounds like?" Yeah, it was like after his. Um, after his career. Because they can spin words as well. I remember I'd done an interview with um, my first year at Derby because I left Norwich uh, and it was all like up in the air. I left at the last minute and mm. fans were upset and stuff like that. I never ever really got my say like why I left and why they sold me and stuff. So I'd done an interview with um, a reporter from Norwich and then said my say and then at the end of the interview he's like, oh, I'm just being cheeky but would you ever come back to Norwich? And I was like, Oh, well, look, I've got two years left here at Derby. Mm. I said, um, everyone knew what I thought of Norwich. I love Norwich there. My first kid's born in Norwich. I've got family. Like, people as a class as family in Norwich now. Mm. got my house there, I said. And football is football. Like, things can change. Right? Yeah. So, and never say never. Two days later, in the back of the local uh, Norwich newspaper, mm. um, cry plea for Bradley to come home. Like, like, they should twist your words, man. And then I've got a stick from the Derby friends. From the... But that's what I'm saying. When the club sees that, does someone come, in, come to you like, oh, what's going on here? Yeah, so that, that's what happened. It was a Norwich reporter mm. who, who phoned me up. So I spoke to him. And then, obviously, what reporters do, they, they send out, they send each other stuff, didn't they? So yeah. the Norwich reporter sent that interview to the Derby reporter, yeah. Derby Telegraph. And then he printed it in the Derby Telegraph mm. that uh, Bradley's plea, come and get me to Norwich. And then, so then I phoned the manager, Gary Wright at the time, and this was in the summer. Yeah. And um, I phoned him and he's like, Jono, and I was like, Gaffer, have you seen the paper? He was like, no, what? And I told him, he's like, fucking oh, so I was like, yeah. why are they doing that? So then the club phoned um, that reporter up. Yeah. But that reporter used to come into our club on a Friday and do press conferences and everything. Yeah. And then... And then um, I said to him, why would they do that? Like the seasons, we're in the off season, the season's going to start. Mm. I'm getting a stick now on, on social media saying, oh, Bradley wants to go back to Norwich because we had a, we, what did we do that year? We got to the semifinals and didn't 
we didn't get through to the final playoffs. Yeah. We lost the hole in the semi-finals. Oh, he wants to go back to Norwich. Let him go back. Like fans were saying, let him go back. He's he shit anyway and stuff yeah. like that. I'm thinking, why would your local club, like who's meant to look after you, like mm. put that out to all the fans? Like, it don't make sense just to sell a story. And then after that, I said to that guy, his name was, um, what was his name? Chris Watson, his name was a reporter. I said to him, I'll never do an interview with him again. And then the first game of the season, that season, first game of the season, we played Sunderland. I scored. They wanted me to do an interview after the game. I went, no, I'm not doing it. Because you saw who, who it was with? Yeah. So I walked out there mm. and he was there. I was like, oh, you want to do an interview with me now, yeah? No, nah, no. Nah. Piss off. Yeah. Um, after the match, though, when they drag you, can you say no? Yeah. Yeah, you can. You can say no, but it depends on the manager. Mm. Right. So the player there is an officer come and got me in the changing room and said, oh, press want you. And yeah. I was like, nah, well, I've scored a goal now. No chance I'm yeah. doing press. He's like, no, you've got to do it. The manager said you've got to do it. Yeah. Like, because every game the manager gets interviewed and then they pick a player yeah. and they must go up to the manager and say, oh, like, we're picking this player now. Like, mm. Can he do the press? Because after, if you get battered at home, the manager is not going to send out a little kid to do interviews. Yeah. They, they get a senior player or something. So they must go to the manager and say, like, we're going to interview this player, is that all right? And they go, yeah. So they must have said to Gary Wright after the game, I'm going to interview Jono, is that all right? And he must have went, yeah, but he didn't know that there was a guy. So then Raul stood out there doing the interview and then I've walked out in the tunnel and I've saw the guy and I've gone to our play there. So I was like, I'm not doing it. I'm not speaking to him. So oh, you've got to do it. Come on, you've got to do it. They watch you. I didn't do it. So then he's like, the manager's picture. I went, well, I'll ask him then. So then he finished his interview. I went, Gaffer. Did you want me to do an interview? He went, oh, why don't you want to do it? I went, well, it's that reporter who sold that, that crap story about me in the summer. He went, oh, fuck it, if you don't want to do it, don't do it. I yeah. went, later, I walked to play. And they were like, oh, so let's go and get another player to do it. So you, you can you can say no, but if you get asked and there's no problem, you, you'd never say no, really. But yeah. you you can say no, but then when questions get asked, you can just say, no, I'm not answering now, stuff like that, and just kill their interview. Mm. What are some of the things about football that, people don't see that you just maybe just do not like because obviously everyone always thinks that you're a footballer life's just easy the emotional side of it like mm. mentally side mental side of it the when you get injured mm. not what's, your, what's your longest injury i've touched wood i ain't been injured once yeah. long term long term. Yeah, yeah long term i ain't been injured once but i've been around players who have been injured long term and it's, yeah. it's hard man you you're going in you can't go out so the longest I've been injured for, I broke my, I fractured my back uh, three years ago. Yeah, three, three, back. three vertebrae in my back. I fractured. How do you manage that? Going up for a header and then just... landed, come down on my mm. back. So seven weeks was the longest I've been out for, mm. and it's hard. You go in, you're in the changing room, you're part of the banner and everything, and then they go out, yeah. and you're in the treatment room. You're getting treatment, and you're looking at them training. You want to be out there training, mm. and then. You do stuff, you're doing that every day for three weeks. Yeah. And then the physio goes to you, right, we're out on the grass tomorrow. Yeah. You're, like, you're buzzing for it. You go out on the grass and then it comes back again. And like people get reoccurring injuries, that side of it is hard to take. Which player would you say is always in the treatment room? <laughs> Whenever you've been at clubs. Whenever I've been at club. Is there one player? Derby <laughs> was George Fawn. Uh. But that's not a funny, that's unlucky because... When I went there, when I first signed for Derby, the first six months, he was the best player I played with, mm. midfielder. Unbelievable he was. Then he had a bad uh, leg break. And then after that, he just picks up niggles. That's, and that's what, things, that's that's, thing, that's, that's know, what um, happens with injuries. When, so say if I'd done my, my knee, I'm in the treatment room, doing all my exercises in the gym on my right knee, 
you just forget about your left knee. Yeah. So you're strengthening all this side of your body. Your hammy, you're strengthening this side. You go outside, sprint, and your left hammy goes. Like, because you just forget about it. I, what do you call it? Um, so I broke tip and fib. Mm. Snapped. And then when I come back, that was, I've never had an injury in my life apart from that one. Yeah. Came back, I remember running, and like you said, in this leg, it felt like someone dashed something cut my, at my hamstring. It just yeah, popped. popped. Just popped. It's because you do all the rehab strengthening yeah, that side, you just forget about your other mm-hmm. side. And that's, and that's what happens. And that's when people have long-term injuries, they always say to you, oh, you'll be back in nine months. But it's never that because they just pick up little niggles along the way. Yeah, so that side of it, the injury side, it's hard. And emotionally, when you're not getting picked. Mm. So the manager. Like, so when you've been out of the team this, this year, like with Blackburn, because there's a couple of games you didn't even get on. I think... No, before Saturday, I didn't play for six games. Didn't yeah, get like, and I was, I was looking. Because sometimes I would have... <laughs> sometimes I'm like, let me look at the squad first before before I, <laughs> before yeah. I message yeah, you, innit? So then, um, what do you call it? I'm seeing that, you know, you'll come on or whatever, but then I'm seeing there's games where you literally just don't come on. I'm yeah. like, does the manager not fancy him or what? But then I see... And, there's, and the no, and, and it is hard because... You're sitting there during the game thinking, right, I can come on now and, mm. and like make an impact in this game, or or if we're winning like two one and the other team uh, like getting on top, I can come on a bit experience, shore yeah. things up, and then the manager puts on someone else, and you think like, like come on, it is it's hard, and then when you're not playing, when when a club wanna sell, when a club wanna get you out, mm. it's horrible what they can do to you. But like, I've been I ain't been in that situation yeah. before, but I know players who have been there, and the club will make them. Come in by themselves, train by themselves, or train with the kids. Yeah. And then no, you're not not even allowed nowhere near the first team. So you've got to come in after they've they've been in the building. You got to come in after they've gone had their lunch. Then you got to come in, do your gym by yourself. Yeah. Like it's mad. One of my mates, Charles Coke, he's going through that now. Oldham, he can't be nowhere near the first team because they want him out. So they're training. He's training with the kids, but then they make you go to the games. And you think like you don't want me near the first team, but then you want they just do it. it. Like they just they can do it. Breaking point. They just yeah, have... and they can do it like to mentally try and break you to make yeah. you do something. That's what people don't like see that like, that side of the game is it is it is it's, for me now. The older I've got, it's I see football now as more as a business. Yeah. So. But you still love it though. Yeah, I still love it. Yeah, yeah. don't get me wrong, I still love it. But then there are times when I think, you know, man, like. I'm a human being. Like sometimes yeah. you get people get treated like a piece of meat. Like mm. once you sell by dates out, that's it. You're done. Like and say for instance, they're Koki, They don't want him near the first team um, every week, but then they don't want to give him a weekend off, so they make him come to the game on a Saturday. Like it's just stuff like that. They can do. They can do what not what they want because there are some stuff that they can't do, but they can make your life like hard. Make you yeah. come in at four o'clock when no one's there. And, <laughs> go in the gym and do hour running and then if you don't for instance if you don't live in the area where your club mm, is mm. so like say for instance me if Blackburn done that to me I don't live in Blackburn I live in Derby so if they said to me oh you got to come in at four o'clock I'm leaving my house I'm not getting back till like you'll have to I'll have to live up there and I don't want to do that because I've got mm. kids who go to school and, like, yeah. they can, and and then not only that the emotional side is that when you're getting treated like that at your workplace you take it home. Yeah. And then you take it out on your missus, you take mm. it out on your kids. It's not fair, man. Like, my missus, be fair, I've been my missus 15 years. Like, and she's from yeah. she's from Leighton as well. Mm. Her mum and dad still live in, in Leighton. She's, she's been with me through everything, through, from the start mm. all the way to now. And she's seen how it is like football. 
with with football though, because obviously you have a family now. If any club comes in for you, you have to think about. Oh, of course. Yeah, the, the family now. So, let's say, what would it take for you to uproot your family? Are you settled in in Derby? I'm settled in Derby. Yeah. Okay, so for you to, if Newcastle came, in, okay, now Newcastle is a big team. That's that's, yeah. very, that's very different. Who's the team up up north in your division? Say far team. Preston, around the corner. If Preston come in for you, would it? Would it be a thing of, and they offered you a good deal, but your family settled? Would it be a thing of, you know what, I can't do that because of my family? Yeah, and that was that's what I went through this 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 summer. Mm. I said to my agent, look, because he was like, oh, would you fancy going abroad? Mm. And I was like, not not no no, I don't want to go abroad. My kids are settled here. You could get good teams abroad. Though. And that, and that's what he said to me. Mm. But I said, look, my family is settled here because I had a chance to go last year when I was at Derby. I had a chance to go to Italy on on loan mm. to a Serie A club. Oh, really? And um, they, because when I weren't playing, when I got suspended and I couldn't get in the team, it was January. So then um, they come in for me and and my agent texted me saying, oh, do you fancy Serie A? Mm. And I was like, what team? And he went, don't worry about the team. <laughs> he said, do you fancy playing in the Serie A? Mm. And I was like, shit, this was about 10 o'clock at night. i never forget. Yeah. I was in bed with my missus and I was like, what? And I was like, what team? And then he said, the team. And then I went, are you being serious? Frissing one, they were called. They were second from bottom. They got relegated last year. Mm. But he said, don't worry about that. Go out there for six months. You play. Mm. And then you're out of contract at Derby. Anything can happen. You can get a big club in in Serra. And just have a look at your fixtures. So I went on their website. Fixtures, Juve, Napoli, AC Milan and Boxing Day. And I was like, oh, shit. And and then I said, and then he said, not even that. The club, Frissing one, they're based in Rome. So you'd be living in Rome. So... Like I said to my missus, oh, shit, and then spoke about it. And then we worked it out. If I went there in January until the end of the season, my kids have free holidays in between that time, like half-term, Easter, and something else. We we can take them out of school for two weeks, mm. and then out of the three months that are there, they'll be with me for a month and a half. Yeah. So we worked it out, and like I was like, okay, then like, I'm not playing at Derby. Like, I'm coming to the end of my contract. I need to be playing games. Mm. So I sort of got my head around it. So then um said to my agent, yeah, I fancy it, do it. And then spoke to them. And I was like, okay, then we want him to come out on Wednesday. So I was in my house Tuesday night, going down to, coming down to London to go from London City Airport to fly out there. Woke up the next day, the manager got sacked and he was like, oh, we're putting it on hold. Oh. I was like, oh, no. Like, I got my head around it thinking I'm going to go out there. By this time, did Derby know? Yeah, they knew. Okay. Yeah, and they were going to let me go. And then... And then that was another thing that Frank Napa said to me. He said, oh, I know the club coming for you alone mm. and you wanted to go. And I said, look, I didn't want to go, but Mm-mm-mm. I was going to go out there and play football mm. and I'm, I'm coming to the end of my contract now. I'm 31 years old. I need to be playing, like, f- looking out for next year. And he understood that. And he was like, no, like, I totally agree with you. But the manager got sat. So he said, I said, and, and I'm here now. Like, I'm not kicking up a fuss and I want to go out alone now and play. I said, I'm here now. I'll fight for my players. I'm not going to kick up a fuss or anything. Mm. And, and uh, yeah, it didn't happen. So, uh Things like yeah, things like that do happen. Like he said to me, "Oh, do you want to go abroad and look at the MLS or something?" But just, again, you just touch on the kids, and I don't. It happened to me at Norwich. My kid, well, I just put my kid in. We only had one boy then. Just put him in nursery in Norwich, and um, like you know what kids are like. It took him about three months to literally. Every time I dropped him, I had to wait there for about twenty minutes and then sneak out. Yeah. And he just got comfortable in there, and then Derby bought me and I had yeah. to move. 
to a derby and then we had to live in a hotel for three months. Yeah. Then find him a school, go through all that transition again where he didn't know anyone and he was shy, he didn't want to go to school. Yeah. So I won't do that again to How them. I've got three kids now. They're six, three and one. Oh, especially for one year old. Yeah, so I won't... He would have to be for them. So if I went somewhere... What? Say, for instance, if I went to MLS, it would have to be somewhere, a nice state where... Yeah, New York. I don't know about New York, though, living for kids. Like, oh. I think, like, for kids, like, somewhere, like, where they've got a beach and something well, like that. Yeah, something yeah. like that, where good school... I don't know what the school's like out there, yeah. but good opportunity for, like, kids to go to a good school, like... Different to here, like something different. We can't go to the beach every day here, so if yeah. we've got somewhere like that, that would interest me. But other than that, not not nothing majorly will make me me move there. I've I've I felt like I've I've had a good career, and um. But you're not thinking about the end of it, so no, I ain't thinking about the end. Yeah. No, no, no. Hopefully, I can play till can, I'm 38, 40. Hopefully, mm -hmm. but then again, it's that all depends on how low I'd have to go. You know what I mean? Yeah, because I don't want to be in that no, league and no, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> no, Go back I'm not to Wolfram Forest. No, I'm not doing that. I've, I've done my badges, so that's something I'm definitely interested. Oh, you, in. you want to coach? Yeah, I've I've been in the game long now, and I've seen so many coaches, man. Mm. And I think if when I'm 50 old, I can do that easy. Like yeah. being at a top top club in in the championship, like, I've had so many managers and and some of the coaches that I've seen. I think, ah, are you a coach? Yeah. Like, so I I think. That's something I'm definitely interested in. I've done my badges, as I said, I've done my badges. I really enjoyed it. Mm. Last year I was doing the under-15s and under-12s at Derby coaching on the, on the evening, really enjoyed it. I'm not doing it so much now because I'm travelling up and down from Blackburn, so I can't do coaching. Mm. But, yeah, something that I'm definitely interested in coaching. Even I want to do first team, but I know that you have to work your way up. So if I get a job like doing kids and then work my way up. I, I could never coach. I don't have the, the patience. patience. I, I don't. Especially like you touching it, the, the the younger ones now. Yeah, hard. I, 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 like, I, I, well, I'll tell you that when I went into do the under twelves last year at Derby, mm. I loved it because obviously I was a player at Derby. Yeah. When I walked in, the kids were buzzing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, John, I was like high fiving them everything. Because then you've already got the like, respect though. Yeah, but then when I went into the under fifteens, yeah, I was like, all right, boys, they're like mm. yeah. on their phones, sitting there. I was like, boys, come on, they're like, yeah, like, give me. And then when I'm doing like stuff. Like when with the when the with the under twelves, when I was speaking, they were like that. Yeah. Listening. When I was speaking to the under fifteens, two of them were over there kicking the ball. I'm like, lads, come on. Like two and if they didn't like like the passing draw or something yeah. that I was doing, they they let you know about it. And and that's something you gotta learn. Like I ain't got I ain't got good patience. I've seen I've seen young ones now tell managers and coaches to shut up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I get mad when, when I yeah, when I hear, hear it. Yeah. No, I'm the same and there has been sometimes when but it's still a learning curve. So when that was happening to me when I was coaching under 15, the 15s. The coach who was there were like looking at me laughing. I was like, what are you laughing at? He's like, yeah. I can tell I'm angry again. I was <laughs> like, how do you deal with it, man? And he was like, just ignore him. Because if you concentrate on that one person, all the rest, all the rest yeah. are thinking, oh, you're going to concentrate on him. But he said, if you ignore him and then concentrate on the rest, he's going to feel left out. So mm. eventually he's going to come. And I was like, yeah, it's true. Like you do, it is learning curve, but it is hard, man. Mm. Best manager you've played under? I've had so many managers, man. I don't know. I get asked this question a lot. I can't name. So the best manager who got the best out of me, who I've had the best season in my career, mm. Alex Neil, who's at Preston now. Is that one year at Norwich? At Norwich, yeah. yeah. I had the best career, I had best year of my career mm. at that Norwich, the year we got promoted. Um, but I've worked on some good managers. I've always had 
Gary Rowett, I like him. Good manager. Mm. He's a good mate of mine as well. Stuart Gray for giving me my opportunity at Northampton. Chris Hewton, mm. good guy, man. I, I like him. I'll still I like speak Hewton, to him now. Man. I think Chris Hewton is, is so... I think he should be getting like, real top jobs. Oh, easily. easily. I think he should be getting top jobs. Everywhere he's done, he's done well. Mm. Everywhere he's been, he's done well. And um, he's, a, he's a nice man as well. I speak to him, I saw him at the um, Blacklist like event. Yeah. yeah, so him, Steve McLaren, mm. good coach. Is he? Good coach, unbelievable coach. It's like, I, don't, I just don't like Steve coach, McLaren, man. Good coach, but management-wise, like, yeah. not really... He had his 11, and that's what we cared about. Mm. So if you were playing for him, it was good. Yeah. And the way he wants you to play... Like, I like playing football. Like, yeah. I don't like all this long ball crap. Like, I like playing football. So he loves football, yeah. soccer. If if you got the ball, like for me, he played me defensive midfield and he always used to say, you're the most important player in my team. Mm. You're the playmaker. So he's like, I want you to get off the goalkeeper. I want you to turn out and spread out wider. Mm. And if I was getting off the goalkeeper and getting tackled, he'd be like, normally manager, what the fuck are you doing? He'd be like, well done, keep going. If he yeah, can yeah. see you trying to do the yeah, right yeah. thing, he'd encourage it and it was mm. always good. So when I played underneath him, I felt like a world beater. Mm. That was good. But I've had so, uh, I've had so many managers, man. I couldn't name one like Paul Lambert. Good manager, man. It's so funny, like the ones you you say are are, are good, man. Like... No, man, Paul Lambert. One, of the, he 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 would he would you couldn't get in his team for six months, mm. but in every day in training he'll have you running through a brick wall for him. Like his man management was a joke. Mm. He was so good, like that. Getting you getting players out for it. We were playing. Remember, it was our first year in the Premier League at Norwich. Mm. I think we finished like 13th or 12th underneath him. He we were going to Arsenal, Man United, Man City, and he's like, "It's a myth. Don't care. You'll beat them. Like, mm. If they score three, you score four. Okay, you play." And that's and we were going out into the pitch believing you're thinking, "We're playing. We're mm. playing Man U away. We're going to beat them three 0 today." If like, you he, if you had to pick out sorry, if you had to pick out a standout player though that you've played against against yeah. Easy. And and this was in his... he come out of retirement. Scores. Easily. Come out of retirement. I'd, I would have loved to have played against him in his prime. Mm. That year, he come back to Man U out of his retirement and we played him at Carroll Road. Could not get near him. I remember when um, when that happened and I saw him on the team shit against City. Mm. Can you remember when he first came back against City? And everyone was like, what? He's laced his boots again. And then that game... Yeah, controlled, controlled it. Controlled he, it. You could not get near him. Mm. Like I'm, I'm a centre midfielder. He's a centre midfielder. I could not get near him. Like I'm thinking, oh right. Before the game, like even Paul Lambert was like, yeah. was it Paul Lambert the manager then? It might have been or whoever it was was like, can you just come out of retirement, get round him. He ain't got the legs and I'm thinking, yeah, yeah right, right. I'm gonna get they round him get and right him. Space was his best friend. <laughs> Every time he got the ball, he had so much space and time on the ball. It was a joke, and obviously his passing was was a joke. Yeah. Um, oh, let's just wrap this one up now, man. Was there anything else I wanted to ask you? Oh, no, there was actually. The Moist Keen stuff. Oh, sub sub. And Ferguson, yeah. I've been sub sub. But, but has the manager put his arm around you and, or literally was yeah, that Yeah, I got sub sub because we got a man sent. No, we got a man sent off. That's different. That's yeah, different. and there was my, yeah, come on. Then I got a man sent off and he brought me off. But it is, it is humiliating. But no, I wouldn't. 
I wouldn't agree with Duncan Ferguson done, man. Let him yeah. walk down the tunnel like that by himself. At such a young age as well. Yeah. Nah, like, and then after the match, he's come out and said, um, it's got nothing to do with his performance. Yeah. He just wanted to make a sub. And... Do you do that? You should have done that on the touchline there. Like, grab him, hug him, and mm. just say that to him there. Because you know what? That would have killed all the... Yeah, everything. The, yeah. But, yeah, I, don't, I didn't... I didn't, I didn't even watch that Man U game. I saw a match of the day and I was like, nah, I can't believe it. And then, as you serious. said, when he walked past him, he didn't say mm. nothing to him, let him walk all the way down. And Old Trafford, it's not like the stadium, yeah, it's kind of right there, he's walk. walking all the way down. Humiliating, man. But I felt I felt sorry for him. But I then, like Duncan, because I think he does too much anyway. And then, it'd be interesting to see what he does. Have they played a game since then? No. When was that? No, so that's, it'd be interesting to see yeah. what he does with him this next game, if he's on the bench or mm. if he's starting or... If he ain't even in the squad, because then you know it's a pack of lies. If he good thing the is squad. though, it looks like Ancelotti is gonna go in there. I know Ancelotti will play him though. Hope so, yeah, anyway. he's had he's had it hard though. He's meant to be a good player, isn't he, Keane? Mm. But he, he ain't really done it. Um, has there been a move that you um, maybe not regret not taking, or has a team come in for you that you said no to that you think you know what I should looking back, or no, do you, have you been really lucky know. with the moves? Yeah, I've been lucky, really lucky. Mm. Yeah, I've not. No, I've not really. Apart from Norwich, is the only time I've moved when I've been in contract. Yeah. I've always, wherever I've been, I've always seen out my contract. Mm. Well, so I was got, at least I signed years, four years at Leeds. I was there for four years. Then I went to Norwich. I signed three years there. Then I signed another year, know, four years. And then. Uh, Derby bought me and then I signed four years at Derby, spent all my four years there mm. and then now uh, I'm at Blackburn. Two years. The option of the third, is that your option Depending or their option? on how many games I play over the two years. Okay. Ah, they might get to a point when they're like, listen. And that's, and, and that again, <laughs> and that happens. Yeah. Who, who do I know that happened to? Someone, if they played one more game, they would get another year and yeah. then the club would be like, the people upstairs would be like, no, I don't play him. Yeah. And then you're thinking, like, that that stuff does go on in football. Like, contracts and, and stuff like that does go on and, and people don't see that side of it. So, mm. that emotional side of it. And that's why I said they're the probably two hardest things. Not hardest thing because yeah. football, like, I've always wanted to be a footballer. I'm lucky to be the position I am and I love my job. But that side of it, you don't really, when you're young, you don't expect it mm. to be like this. But it's what it is, man. It is what it is. Um, before you go... Um, Blackburn, you're gonna push for promotion. Oh, definitely. Push for yeah. promotion. Okay, yeah, so. when you're in London, I'm getting tickets. By the way, yeah, we got London. I ain't got a game. We'll see. We've got Brentford to play, Millwall to play. I live literally right next to Millwall. Who else? Who else? London. Fulham have played. Have you played? Did you play Charlton? No, no. Before? We've got Charlton to play away. Yeah, man. Charlton, man. Let me know. I'll do that, man. Cool. But yeah, guys, keep liking, subscribing, sharing. Um, yeah, that's about it, really. Get at us, hashtag counterattack podcast. Um, I'm going to put all these socials there. Just let us know what you think about this. Blackburn fans, Norwich fans, Leeds fans, Wolfham Forest fans. <laughs> but yeah, guys, we're out in a bit. <laughs>